Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro with Halo. In my head, thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. We would have to two v one, like just to beat this guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Man. I'm trying to reach you. You're like, a lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a, it's been a fun journey. I love it. Hello, and welcome back to HCS Weekly, your weekly destination for all things HCS. I'm your host, Shyway, and another week, another interview. And of course, this one's with the king of the noobs, Ryan Noob. But before we get there, we've got our news. We've got our trick jump of the week. We also have our giveaway, our grassroots skin and nameplate, BR skin and nameplate. All you got to do is type exclamation mark grassroots in the chat. There's a little night bot like uh, updates that'll go in the chat every once in a while. So it'll remind you, but exclamation marks grassroots and you can, you can enter that contest. Let's get right into the news for this week. Welcome Maddie Rums from dubcombo.com. How's it going, Maddie? Hey, how's it going, man? Nice to see you again. Likewise. Yeah, we got more updates, a little light on news this week, but we have uh, MCC playlist updates. Good to see that MCC is continually being updated. What do we got so far? Yeah, so uh, this update pretty much just focused on a lot of social games. Right. Um, there was a bunch of them, but I feel like the ones that were that stuck out to me was the Slayer Halo 1 score to kill was changed back from 75 to the original 50. Right, uh, so apparently it was changed to 75 in the first place. Do we know why they, they're just kind of tinkering with it? So yeah, they, they said that they were just testing it out to see how it worked, but the games were taking too long, so they decided to switch back. And I know, I know a lot of people weren't happy with it. Right, I, I heard Ogre 2 wasn't happy with it as well. I'm, I'm sure he's yeah. the, the main guy they got to listen to. This man is, is yeah. running classic Halo, so... Um. Yeah. Uh, the next one, Free For All, is being added to social. They're taking the Lone Wolves playlist. They're, they said it's rotating out, so I imagine it's just a temporary. You know, right. See how pe- well people respond to it. Right. Always a little uh, afraid of uh, of rotating playlists, just because you you want to yeah. have as much content as possible. But understandable with the the community, you know, splitting everybody up across playlists, it makes sense to rotate some of them out, add some in. So I guess uh, the new one is is free for all now. Okay, and then yeah. we also have <laughs> we also have maps coming to snipers as well, right? Yeah, they mentioned they're going to be adding new maps to snipers, and they're going to, I believe, lessen on the amount of BTB maps that you'll get. Right, and they also hinted that they are looking into bringing uh, bringing a eight v eight snipers match, as well right. as removing the radar. Yeah, which nice. Eight v eight would be awesome. Just like yeah. way more mayhem, bigger like bigger maps would make sense in that case. And just snipers is probably one of the most fun playlists personally for me, especially in Halo Three. So eight v eight snipers would be really exciting. Hopefully they bring that in. Uh, on top of that, even skill based matchmaking they're planning on bringing into social in some capacity as well. Yeah, they're bringing uh, skill-based matchmaking parameters, and they said that this is quote-unquote will prefer matches of comparable skill, but not require right. them. So a lot of people were worried that it's going to take longer to find a match, but they're right. saying if that's the case, then you know they'll, I guess, roll back the update. Right, so something they're testing. In the end of the day, I think that makes the most sense. Even in social, you do like want to ideally have something that's more along the lines of your skill level, just so you're not, you know, t- t- like dumping on all the brand new players on a consistent basis. Yeah. So more, more so for balancing, you know, everything. We'll see how that works, and hopefully that doesn't increase, you know, wait times in playlists, of course. Um, but it's good that they're continually looking into these things, adding fixes, updates, keeping things fresh. Uh, we also have some updates in the world of Halo esports as well. Lux Gaming acquires or Lando Force? What's this all about? 
Yeah, so Orlando Force is one of the teams in the Pro Battle League, which was right. a Halo 5 league. Um, Denial was previously in there as the Anaheim Pirates, but they backed out. Right. Um, they're currently, I think, looking for team members. Uh, so if you're in the Florida, Orlando area, um, you can contact them at their Twitter, which is PBL Force. Yeah. Um, and according to their tweet, because Season 4 of the Battle League was delayed... But according to Lux Gaming's tweet, it seems like after DreamHack is when we'll, I guess, be hearing it or seeing it start up. Because right. they said that they'll be focusing on that team specifically after DreamHack. Right. So PBL hasn't disappeared yet, right? So for those of you who don't already know, PBL is specifically focusing on competitive Halo 5. So anybody looking for you know an opportunity to compete in Halo 5, this, this is available. Now, they had delayed it, but apparently it may still be in the works. we got Season 4 on the way after DreamHack. We'll, we'll see what happens. But good to know that they're still around. They haven't totally left us just yet. Uh, we also have a, apparently a prize pool announcement soon as well. That's yeah. from PBL, I'm assuming. Yeah, I've been told that there will be a... Uh... Previously, your prize was uh, a, some type of cryptocurrency, right. but I was told that there will be a real prize pool in the next right. season. That's a much better incentive, I'm sure, like actually getting some real cold hard cash for your efforts. Um, and then we have some tournaments as well, kind of light on tournaments. There's uh, yeah. Halo Wars Championship League. For anybody who likes the RTS style of Halo, uh, we have some updates here. Yeah, it was the only thing, <clears throat> excuse me, only thing happening that I knew of. <clears throat> But uh, the Invitational was the top players from a series of tournaments held by the Halo Wars community. Uh, first place went to Almirante 99. <clears throat> Man, can't get this out of my throat. Man, you got something in your throat, yeah. baby. <laughs> uh, first second, place, first yeah. place was Almirante 99. Second place went to Rock Generation. And third place went to Jeff Kills. Jeff Kills, right. And this is all specifically Halo Wars. There's a whole Halo Wars Community Championship League as well, something that I'm not personally keeping tabs on. Maybe some of you guys are. You can feel free to check that out. Obviously, all information that we're currently talking about is available on noobcombo.com. Maddie runs noobcombo.com. He's got all of the news there. You can find more details there. Uh, now, I know we're a little light on news overall. There's a rumor uh, I heard. A, a, little, a little birdie told me. I don't know. Some some websites on the internet seem to be saying this, but apparently it could be possible that there's there's what, like a total of $500 million for the budget for Halo Infinite? Have you heard of this? Yeah, it was a, uh, a German website. Uh, this is me just trying to throw something interesting into the, into the yeah. mix here. Yeah, it was yeah. A, a German website uh made that remark uh there's no actual fact behind it huh. so i don't know where it came from but if 500 million is the budget for development that would put it past anything that rockstar has ever done for red dead 2 or grand theft auto 5 right right and they even Both. said that modern warfare 2 and destiny didn't even exceed 300 million so if it's 500 that's insane Really, like $500 million is an unprecedented budget. So that's like, yeah. you, you think of a game like like Red Dead Redemption 2 that's absolutely massive. Like, imagine what they could do with that much money. And I know there are so many areas of Halo that need to be built out, whether it's having a bigger campaign and higher production value and, and mocap and stuff to make it, you know, a story that's believable and, and engaging. And then you have multiplayer and you have Battle Royale or you have, you know, massive modes, like new any new initiatives that they want to add in the, in the side of multiplayer. There's so much they could, they could do there. And I, it would be great because I, I know 
that Microsoft is trying to put a greater focus onto gaming. They're buying new studios. Right. They're they're putting money into uh, you know into having a, a more lucrative, uh, a bigger, a more lucrative future and just a bigger space in the future. Because you know Xbox, as far as overall in consoles, Xbox is kind of on a lower point right now. So I really really hope this is true. At least some aspect of it is true. I think they really need to start investing in Halo. They have an opportunity here, especially now more than ever. Well, Halo still has that brand recognition. I feel like everybody still knows what Halo is. Like when you say Halo, you recognize that name, you know? Yeah, that's just uh, just bringing it back in a big way. And I think that this could really help. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, as far as what we know is happening, we've got events this week as well. Give me the rundown, Matt. Yeah, on uh, Thursday, April 18th, there's a Griffball tournament. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a Griffball community. That's awesome. Uh, it's got a $250 prize. It's called uh, Bum Rush in the Junkyard. Okay. And it's being held by Play Griffball. You can find info <laughs> at playgriffball.com. On Saturday, April 20th, we actually have three tournaments. There's a uh, another Halo Wars tournament from mm-hmm. Breaking the Clutch. And then we have the qualifier number two for DreamHack Dallas. <clears throat> and then there's also SWAT Nation's 3v3 Invitational. Yeah, just to you will uh, be, host, you'll be uh, the star of <laughs> the the star of not nah, these yeah. guys are the star. Honestly, like nap times putting together this SWAT, all the SWAT events they've been do, been doing have, have been pretty amazing. Like the the prize pools, the support from the community, like it's great to see that there's there's a whole SWAT community for Halo overall. So I'm just kind of joining the excitement here. So this Saturday, which is also 4:20, just conveniently, but we'll <laughs> we'll we'll do it. You know, it'll be a nice. A nice uh, controlled broadcast. I'm sure it'll be a fun time. But guys, make sure to tune in. I'll be casting for the SWAT Nation 3v3 event coming up this weekend. Uh, And I believe that closes the news that we have for this week. Matty? Yep, that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, guys, check out noobcombo.com for all the information we just talked about. You can get the details, the links, everything you need. Thank you for joining me, Matty. I'll see you next week. See you later. All right, and that closes our news section for the episode. And now we're going to move on to the trick jump of the week with Clearly Me. Welcome, Clearly Me, to the show. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. How are you doing? Good, good. Waiting for yet another jump from you. What do we got this this uh, week, man? Uh, kind of a weird map. Um, people call it one of the least jumpable maps on the Halo 3. Least map jumpable maps. Section. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, now, I have a clip of me playing SWAT. Um, Was it Citadel? Or? A buddy of mine. and. Um, one particular guy on the team, I forget his gamer tag, um, but I, I just kept uh, tricking him with this little move right here. Ooh. Now, I don't show the full potential of it um, right here. Um, I just kind of juke him out, but you can get up to the top of the base with that. Just kind of do a shortcut up instead of taking the ramp. Yeah, the verticality uh, you get really quick with that jump is actually super convenient. Like you were way above his head in like half a second there. Oh yeah, You're, there you go. There, there that's, yeah. My, that's my buddy called there. that guy out, and it ended up being the same guy from before when I used that. <laughs> wow, that is a nice jump right there. How does that work? So um, it is an edge ghost. That's what it's classified as. Um, it, it is a little awkward. Um, mm. I've done a lot of tutorials on on various different edge ghosts before. Um, this one will stand out differently in comparison to those other ones. Um, but basically, there's a little lip in the wall right there. And uh, your goal is to smack the top of your head on it. Um, but on this one, you're tapping, crouch, and jumping at the same time. Um, and it helps right. get that extra clearance over that lip. So that way you don't fly backwards and um, you don't uh, lose any momentum to land on that ledge right there. Jeez. It Something is a little to... awkward. It's an awkward edge ghost. Um, but once you understand how it works, it becomes extremely easy. Um, okay. 
as you can see, uh, pretty consistent and very useful. Um, not in just swap, but any game mode that you play on Citadel. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering how you guys figure out these jumps. I just imagine you just jump at a wall like over and over and over again until something kind of clicks. Or you just kind of understand certain patterns. You look for certain things, right? Exactly. Um, you basically have to know the physics of the game and as far as jump techniques go. Mm. Um, once you know what an edge ghost is and why it works, um, the whole game becomes a canvas, basically. Right, exactly. Um, and same with every other technique. Um, once you fully understand and grasp everything about it, yeah. um, you, you can just look at a wall and be like, okay, I can do that there, I can do this here, or yeah. I can't do this here, can't do that there. Yeah. Um, everything becomes just way easier. And that, sure. really, that really is the beauty of Halo movement, right? Is you just kind of figure out the mechanics intimately to the point where you can transfer that all over the game in different maps and different areas you never thought would be possible originally. Hopefully, this gets transferred over to Infinite. I know it keeps saying it, but we'll see. We'll see what they do. Obviously, there'll be unique jumps and strategies that I'm sure will we'll carry over. But looking forward to seeing what happens there. Thank you, Clearly Me, for joining me once again. Of course, man. And um, before I head out of here, I will be posting a full tutorial of that jump tomorrow, um, probably around 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Um, that will be first posted on my Twitter, which is at MCC Trick Jumps. Yep. Guys, make sure to check out at MCC Trick Jumps on, Chitter, on Twitter. Make sure to join <laughs> his Discord as well. I was thinking Twitter and Discord, I think, at the same time, and I said Chitter for some reason. But we're... <laughs> Join the Discord community as well. This guy's got a whole community talking about jumps and breaking them down. Then you got the YouTube channel associated where you look at everything in more detail. But thank you for joining me once again. And I'll, I'll see you next week, man. I'll see you, man. Thank you. That covers our trick jump segment, our news. Let's get on to the main interview of the night. I'm excited to welcome Ryan Noob to the stream. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, man? How you been? Doing all right, you know, living life, doing my own thing yeah. for a little bit. That's what I was going to ask is like, are, are you kind of heavily on the Halo grind right now? Or are you taking a break? You're like kind of relaxing for a bit? Uh, definitely taking more of a break. I've been trying to uh, sway myself away from more so more practices and, you know, living life right now. I just got married a couple of months ago and uh, I ended up joining some soccer leagues. So I'm trying to give every excuse I can to, to not play Halo and not grind <laughs> as much as I usually do. But yeah. uh, it keeps pulling, pulling me back anyway. Yeah, and I mean, with MCC PC and Infinite, I don't see how you're going to completely disappear. I know it's going <laughs> to suck you right back in, but this is probably the best time to to take that break. And congratulations, man. That's pretty amazing. I, I saw it on Twitter with the, the wedding. It looked totally beautiful. So you're, you're killing it, man. It's uh, it's great to see. Um, but I want to go all the way back to the beginning. Before you were Ryan New, before you are anybody, uh, I want to know how, how it all started. Because you got a longstanding career that starts all the way back in 2009. But where did it all begin? How did you first get into Halo? Yeah, I first got into Halo uh, because my cousins, when they were playing Halo One, they would land the, at their house. I would just watch them for the most part. I wasn't, I wasn't good enough to play with them, but I would, right. I would go back and do those, uh, the invincible. You, you'd be invincible. You'd stick a warthog a million times and watch you go flying. I remember those days. Right. Right. Uh, but then it, as the games kept coming out, I was a very competitive person. I played soccer all throughout my childhood, so. Uh, I was always competitive, and then going into Halo 2, I just played the competitive playlist, uh, hardcore back in the day. I played Team Objective, Team Slayer. I got decent ranks in those. Obviously, I wasn't good back then, but <laughs> I was still, I was still trying, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. I like how it always starts off with something completely silly. Like that's the thing with Halo that kind of pulls you in is like just like ridiculous stuff, like trying to find a super jump in like Halo 2's Anzibar or something or like yeah. tossing stick grenades, launching warthogs, whatever it is. There's so many ways to to get sucked into it. And then like you said, so you're very competitive. You started with soccer. That's pretty cool as well. Do you ever stick with soccer? Are you still playing a lot of soccer these days? So I played until the end of high school. Uh, I got like I was I was good uh, for my area, but my area was awful. So I was like I was I was varsity during freshman, uh-huh. but we were like an O and twenty two team, so that was uh, that didn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, and then I just joined two like soccer leagues recently, so we play I play now twice a week, and yeah. I've been having a blast doing that. Yeah, we're actually getting totally off topic, but I remember I was watching a little interview with you about uh, HCS London, and your last question, you were saying that when you were in London, you really wanted to see a, a football game. Oh my the, god! Uh, did you get to? Did it happen? No, at, no, at no. So the one thing that I did get to do, uh, I was talking about playing soccer over there, and uh-huh. we uh, Bravo brought a ball, and then I found a, a, a field for us to play in, like a little. Well, it was just like a turf pitch, but we got a, a group of ten like Halo players to come out and play, and oh my nice. god, it was. That was the best part of the weekend, honestly. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. yeah, everyone just came out. Bravo was in insane shape, and he was just running up and down the court. I died after like ten minutes. Nice, uh, but yeah, I was I was completely surprised that we were able to do that. No, but the big match, uh, I think it was PSG versus Liverpool, was on that weekend, and I could have gone and seen it, but it was uh-huh. like it was like a uh, like a hundred dollar train ticket plus I think it was like a two hundred and fifty dollar oh, ticket, and I was like. Yeah. I don't know. It's an entire day's like travel <laughs> there and back, and you know I don't know anyone. It'd be kind of weird. Uh, yeah. And if I found cheaper tickets, I would have gone. But it was I was I almost went to that game, and that game was incredible. I watched it on the TV while I was there, and uh, uh, it sucks that I missed out on it, but it's all right. Cool that you actually got to play like soccer with the Halo players, though. I, oh, I actually yeah. um, I came across this. I know Bravo is actually pretty good at it as well. Oh no, he's amazing. For- yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I, I'm not. I don't know too much about soccer, but I remember even in St. Louis, he had a ball. He was kicking around with the uh, with onset, and they sent it over to me, and I was like, "Yeah, guys, I'm I'm a nerd through and through. <laughs> I'm gonna embarrass myself. Like uh, I'm not getting involved. I just kicked it back. It was like what? <laughs> like I'm not about to to soil any kind of reputation we have here by completely screwing up. Anyway, um, <laughs> so at some point with um with Halo for you, so you you started off, you you fell in love with it, you're a competitive guy, you decided you wanted to take things to an actual land for Halo 3. So uh, in 2009, you attend your first major event, MLG Columbus, and then things started to really pick up for you in 2010 when you joined Adrenaline Rush, you placed 14th with MLG Orlando, Orlando, and then you moved over to the Warriors at MLG Columbus, finishing fifth place, and then later you achieved fourth place as a member of Darkest Hour with Batman, Twilight, and Goofy to close off your Halo 3 season, and at this point, even just with Halo 3, you'd already proven yourself as a formidable player. But tell me a bit about these first like land experiences. What was it like going to that first land? And was it tough to like get your parents, your family on board, getting you to all these events? Yes, yeah, so the first tournament uh, is Columbus. And if anyone knows that event, you go like you walk out to the escalator and go down. And while you're like taking the escalator down, you can see the entire event. And at the time, at the time, it wasn't just Halo, but Halo is the main focus. Right. But you just see thousands of people there. All right. there for to play some video games, and when you were a kid, when I was a kid, I was what sixteen at the time, fifteen. I couldn't comprehend that, you know. Like whenever I'm playing online, it's like, yeah, there's that, that maybe a thousand people that play, but how are thousands of people coming to this event, you know? And so for me, that was incredible. Um, but to get my parents on board, honestly, they encouraged me a lot, uh, just because oh, they wow. knew it was competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they wanted me to stick to you know, school and make sure I do good and. Right. Don't stay up too late so that you're tired the next day. 
I didn't listen to him too too much. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I had a lot of fun, uh, and they encouraged me. And then once I got that first check for I think it was a thousand dollars, they're like, mm. "Okay, <laughs> okay, you made some money. I see it's real. Like they actually give you a check." And so uh, they encouraged me from then on. Awesome. That's so great. I think that's like the biggest thing is having a family that's on board with it. You're not constantly hiding and like keeping it secret. But I guess when you when you show them the money. And, yeah. uh, and it's hard, hard yeah. to disagree. <laughs> yeah, and they, they were able to come out to the, the uh, my third and fourth event. They were both in Orlando, uh, yeah. Orlando 2009 and Orlando 2010. They were able to come out to that and see what it was all about. Uh, and whenever I first got started, my first team that I went, was on was uh, with two of my cousins. One was a player, one was a coach. And nice. you know, my coach was like 26 at the time or something like that. So he was able to, you know, chaperone us and it made it a, oh, a lot easier for our parents. Yeah. And you pick the best time to get involved with Halo yeah. as well. Like that was oh, yeah. like, that's the apex of, of Halo right there. Like everybody is, is blowing up about it. Like everybody's playing and it was crazy. So definitely the golden years. And then things just continued to improve in your career from there, especially during Halo Reach in 2011, where you achieved your first major win on land at MLG Raleigh alongside Lethal, APG, and Blaze. And uh, Tony, if you could throw up a little bit of that MLG Raleigh. Guys, the quality is not very good, but, <laughs> but just <laughs> bear with it. We'll, we'll throw it up and hopefully that's that's okay. It'll play in the background here. But man, tell me a bit about this experience. Like, uh, how was that for you, you know, getting that, that major event win? At this point, did you already decide that you wanted to Halo to be like a career path for you or were you just kind of like along with the ride at this point what was your relationship with halo it wasn't a career path it was just something that i wanted to do it was something that i uh i wanted to be better than other people at it was just a competition and you know i i stem like my competition stems from uh, my cousins and we would always try and be better than each other at whatever we did and so with i took that to halo and was like all right i want to be better than this guy and i want to be better than the next guy and then it just kept going uh you know further and further until i got to the point where i actually won my first tournament uh but winning this tournament it didn't actually feel like i won the tournament uh <laughs> the tournament what? ended yeah the tournament ended i did all my interviews and i was like okay right. I, like i guess the tournament's over uh uh, and then it took a while before it actually set in. It's like, hey, I actually, you know, did what I wanted to do. I came out and succeeded uh, at my goal. And it, it definitely took a day or two before it actually, I actually realized that. Mm. Yeah. And I think even like your team walked away with like 20 grand at the time, which is pretty crazy too. Yeah. Like all, all pretty like unbelievable stuff when you're just starting out the career as well. Yeah, and I, I, I noticed, sorry. I think I was like 17 at the time as well. And so for yeah. a 17 year old to get a five grand check. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's something else. And and I noticed that your name isn't Ride Noob. It's a really good noob. It's the it barely like fits in the frame there. But when, yeah. when did, where did that come from? A really good noob, the name. And then at what point did you change it over to Ride Noob? Yeah, so the first gamer tag I ever used was Soccer Ryan. I mean Sorry. terrible, terrible <laughs> simple name, you know. Right. Uh and then it, it moved on to a really good noob, I think middle of Halo two, maybe late Halo three or yeah. early Halo three. And uh, it was basically I was I felt like I was really good at games. I picked them up fast, and but I was still a noob at Halo, you know. So I just put that together, a really good noob, and um, it stuck for a while. I ended up joining a team for my second tournament. That was Weird Team Tokyo. So I was Tokyo noob at the time. And then my uh, my teammate on Adrenaline Rush, Jerwalky, gave me the name like Yo Ryan Noob, you know, and makes him put them together, and it sounds real nice. So uh, thanks to him for coming up with that name, and it yeah. stuck ever since. Nice. There you go. If you yeah. notice, yeah. If you notice at the tournaments, like sometimes I'll use a really good noob. Uh, uh -huh. It depends tournament to tournament, but generally in the past, uh, especially in Halo Reach, 
Yeah, the longer the names, the more it like kind of messed up your screen. <laughs> right. If you saw like you couldn't really see what was happening, and so I I liked having the long names back then. It messes up the screen, messes up the casters too when they're yeah. trying to say it. Like uh, when I was talking yeah. to Boo Boo Doo Boo the other week and just saying like, "Did you pick that name just so you could screw over the casters?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and then you change it over Ryan Noob, which is easier to say. Um, I always like kind of worry about like it's like an oxymoron type name, but when you put yeah. noob in your name, it's like, will I ever evolve from being a noob? But like you, yeah. you stuck with it, and and yeah, you just made it made it completely work. <laughs> um, so at at some point along the way as well, you were known kind of as like the nerdy guy too. Like you did the nerdy jumps and the nerdy strategies. Who who was that that started saying that about you? Like, do you remember like when that came to be? How that came to be? Yeah. So I there's actually a good story about that, and it's on YouTube. It has a bunch of plays back then uh but it first it first started coming around uh clutch back in halo 3 he was the mentor at my first combine event the one that i ended up winning yeah clutch (laughs) so so i ended up doing like the some jumps that aren't standard i would Uh jump from the on heretic you can jump from pink door to the wing to top middle and he was mind blown by seeing that like right and so i mean that was one of my first nerdy jumps and then uh in Halo Reach, you know, you got the jetpack runs, and I was always just trying to push myself to be better at the the things that people weren't good at, and trying to incorporate that into my gameplay. But the moment it became nerdy was back in—I uh, don't remember if it was a scrim or tournament, but it was on Sniped on Stream because I was—I don't think I was streaming at the time. But I it was on King of the Hill on Nexus, if you remember that game. It was, it was like a forage-ish map. I killed myself in one corner of the map, so I'd spawn on the other corner behind them. Wow, and. And I was like so sure it was gonna work, but at the right. like if I look back, it's like mm, maybe maybe it wouldn't have worked. But I was so sure that it was gonna work, it worked. And he's like, "Wow, you're a fucking nerd." <laughs> and I was like, mm, "Let's go." <laughs> no, making it making it that, worse. That's actually like like yeah. that's super nerdy. Like it's like the jumps is one thing, and then it's like, wait a second, if I kill myself right now, I know I will spawn in this location on the map. So like purposely doing that just because you know it so well. But yeah, yes. you lean you leaned into it full force, which I think is like a good thing as well. I think you even when you had your your community when you were doing content and stuff, you would call them the nerds as well, right? A little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't really have too much of a name for them. I didn't. I would sometimes, whenever people would say, like, whenever I had like over thirty at one time, I was like, eh, let's see if we can come up with a name. But it never yeah. really stuck to me. Yeah. Well, I'm one of the uh, the few that that misses your uh, your content grind. I'm sure there are people in the chat who uh, who miss it as well. By the way, guys, we're doing a Q and A at the end of show, so make sure to start asking your questions now. Tony, I know I've got you on the earpiece here. Just look for the questions in the chat and keep track of them so we can have them ready for the end of the show, guys. If you have any questions for Ryan Noob, make sure to ask them in the Q and A. Uh, let's fast forward a bit. Halo 5 here, your time with Halo 5, where overall you had many high placings uh, around the top six teams in the league, but couldn't quite break through to the very top, though you had several great moments, especially at Emmy Las Vegas 2017. Uh, and there's a YouTube video about it titled Raya God, uh, where you get these like nice plays. Let's check out some of them. Uh, Tony, you could play it up in the background and we'll just watch a couple. Yeah, so with this tournament, uh, a lot of the plays that are made, they they seem quite average if you just think of them as a solo play, but to right. make them at, at a tournament setting, uh, to end up clutching it the way, like to put the, all the pressure on you to to make these plays, uh, it makes it a lot more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you see solid shots out of a couple of these, but it was just the fact that uh, I think three of them were just like, f- three of the clips were just flag, cla- flag caps against yeah. uh, Team Envious, who were ridiculously strong and so much better than our team, but 
because I was able to make the plays that I did, we ended up beating them in that game, which is ridiculous. You know, like I, yeah. I, I normally like don't like to say like carried a team, but like my team played well enough for me to be able to make these moves right. to like that were so unorthodox that if I didn't make these moves, we would have never have, have stood a chance against them. Exactly. Like that play that that's just on screen right there. Like you just saved that flag cap completely yep. jumped out and got the cat. The cab went back onto the base like that. That's a huge play in a context of like what you were saying, playing against these top level teams, milking the timer on there to zero mm -hmm. seconds <laughs> to get the melee as well. Like just completely taking advantage. So, yeah, a lot of really great moments here. Um, these rockets were so damn powerful <laughs> back in the day. What did you think of Halo 5, by the way? Uh, uh, looking back on it as a competitive player, it was really like any Halo is just fantastic to play it's just, halo in general has just got such a fantastic uh feel to the competitive side where mm -hmm. you can always outplay your teammate or your opponents but you can't solo carry a game for the most part right uh so it's Frenzy. yeah any halo works out well for me but halo 5 in general even though like it was it was solid it wasn't up there like halo 3 is halo 3 uh, i feel like you can do a lot more to help your team but in halo 5 you had to do a lot more solo uh, and if everyone did their own part solo, then they would end up winning the game rather than, you know, working right. together as a team. Uh, and I think that's that's what I like about Halo 3 more, uh, me being a team player, of course. Right, right. That is a good point. Yeah, because fundamentally it is a team game. And Halo 3 so much more so. It's so much harder to make those individual plays with like a BR, let's say, and you got a 2v1, you've got to back out of there 99% of the time. And like in Halo 5, like you said, it's so individually focused. You could push forward and get yourself out of a really tight spot where you should be dead, but because you've got the abilities, you're very good at using them, let's say, you can still escape and make it work. So yep. that's when you had Splice kind of take advantage because they were all so individually skilled and they just continue to just fly in your face. And a lot of players have been saying like suffocate the enemy team is kind of the, the way that they would try to play. Yep. Um, yeah, so it did kind of become... Uh, very focused on individual performance. I enjoy that as a casual player. I, I found that was pretty cool because I'm not, you know, always part of a squad. And as a like a solo queue warrior was always a, a good time. But I think if they can strike a balance going forward, uh, they could do a really good job with it. But as far as performances goes, uh, towards the end of Halo 5, one of your standout rosters was Trifecta with Musa, Shooter, and Rain, especially at MLG New Orleans, where you achieved fourth place. Uh, would you say that was like your best squad during Halo 5, or was there another roster you felt that could really take that number one spot? Uh, yeah, I guess that was my best squad. Uh, I don't, f you know, we got fourth place, but I didn't feel like we were that great of a team. <laughs> Okay. Uh, we we kind of just caught caught the fire and ended up doing a lot better than we should have. Right. Uh, there's a couple of teams in the past, and I can't even think of them right now. But uh, Austin Supremacy was one of the big ones that that stood out. Like you were there for a while. It seemed yeah. Comparison. Yeah, and and we were solid. It was just uh, we kind of hit our cap on that team, and right. so we never were able to beat the teams that were better than us. But we rarely lost to the teams that were worse than us. Mm -hmm. We got like a bad bracket at uh, Worlds, and mm -hmm. so unfortunately lost like without playing many matches there. And I don't know. It's it, my Halo Five season was, I would say, pretty unlucky for the most part. Right. Right. Well, there was another aspect of uh, of Nola that was a highlight, and uh, and that was your rivalry with uh, with Spartan at the time as well. <laughs> you defeated him in this unbelievable series. Things got a little heated on main stage as well. I'm wondering if the rivalry was part of the reason why you guys had that fire that kind of burned through to fourth place. Yeah. But uh, but let's play that clip up the uh, the rivalry clip there, Tony. Yeah, so this all started up from uh, our conversations before on Twitter. 
I mean, I never really liked him. I, I disagreed with a lot of his philosophies. He, <laughs> he put himself, like, uh, above, 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 like, a uh, fair play, basically. Like, I always... <laughs> Sorry, watching the clip. Yeah, uh, we can watch the clip, and I'm, I don't want to dig too deep. I just randomly started something, and so going into this tournament, there's a lot of, like, even though there's like a little bit of a rivalry going into the tournament, there's more going into it because of that, and then to play him on main stage and to have that happen, um, it was, it was crazy, so I was just going over there to, you know, I was, I won, I was going over there to shake everyone's hands, but I was pumped, uh, he didn't like that, and, yeah, and so it was just, um, now I would say we're fine. Like it didn't extend past that tournament. Like after right. that, we uh, we had some fun. Like we just like poke fun at the fact that it is a rivalry, kind of like Sniped Out and Lethal do now. Um, but actually, funny story. My mom came with me to London. Okay. And she said, "Oh, that's Spartan." You know, and I wasn't like around at the time. It's like so she walks up to him. And is like, my, my hi, I'm Ryan Noob's mom. My son's gonna kick your butt. Oh my and god, are you serious? I'm like, oh my god. Like, that's how like into it she got. Right. And obviously she's joking and, and like and they're, his they're parents are fun. very into it as well. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that they're they yeah, so you have a whole parent battle going on yeah, too. The rivalry but, goes up. <laughs> yeah, but they but for the most part they know like it's all just fun and games and uh right. nothing's too serious after that. Right. But yeah, right. It, that was a big laugh for us. Have you ever had a rivalry like that before in Halo? I'm, not like a, a personal rivalry. It was more so just like a player rivalry, where it's like I play this guy like every event, and I can't seem to beat him, or he can't seem to beat me. Right. You know? <laughs> um, I would say like snipe down. Like I play I played him at so many events that I could just never beat him because I, I don't know. I could never beat him. Yeah. Man so so whenever I did on on uh, against Wreck, oh my god, that was just uh, like another part of the hype. Right, right. And that that's the thing. Like you you also are known to get super like heated, super passionate, like when you're when you're winning, especially when it's against a team that could be like a rival, something like that. What do you think of of rivals in Halo? Because of course they have like snipe down and lethal in the past is, is an example. Um and yeah, just like how does that affect your your play, right? Because was that fourth place? Did that come from you know the energy of that that rivalry wanting to beat Spartan, making that comeback? I think it was just came off a lot of hype uh, from the entire tournament. We played so many games that tournament. Um, I, I personally love rivalries, but a lot of the rivalries aren't seen on the camera. Uh, and I mean, right. we don't do a, a very good job of marketing it. <laughs> as right, right. So many matches, like me versus Spartan after that, weren't put on main stage. Like, it's like, how do you not put that storyline on main stage? Like, we're right. two evenly matched teams with a storyline that goes on main stage. So we didn't do a very good job of uh, constructing the storyline. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of the storylines don't get seen. Most of the rivalries don't get seen because they're more low, lower tier, I would guess. Like, everyone in sure. the top eight is kind of, like, friends with each other. So, Snipe Down and Lethal, like, sure, it's a rivalry, but it's not. Like, it's yeah. not a rivalry. Yeah. Um, they don't hate each other. They uh, they teamed with each other as, I don't know, I don't know if it was a joke or what, but... Yeah, therapy um, works or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, whatever. But yeah. there's actually, like, a lot of rivalries in Halo that people just don't understand because they're not in the scene as much. And so, whenever... 
Right. Whenever I would watch those like cups that we'd have, like I'd be like, "Oh shit, that's a rivalry game. Let's go watch it." Because nice. I, you know, as a player, you could understand like, "Oh, that guy got dropped from this team, but now it looks like they're gonna beat him. Let's go watch that." Right. Right. You know, but we never had that in HCS because uh, I don't know production just didn't understand it because they weren't part of Halo. Right, right. And that's that's something that I'm hoping gets a little more fleshed out. Because, yes, well, a rivalry is kind of unfortunate in a way. Like, you don't really want people fighting each other and stuff. But it does add, like, interest. And, and people want to see that. They want to see who wins. They want to see the, the bickering, the interaction. And, like, if you look at Gears of War, Gears of War has been popping off because of stuff like that. And now Gears Esports is more popular than, than Halo Esports. That was never the thing previously. But I'd say rivalries and then the trash talk and all of that really kind of, you know, encourages that audience yeah, and i think a part of the problem with that is that uh hcs for a while it wasn't really like 343's fault but uh esl back in the day they didn't allow us to have rivalries okay we, yeah because uh i think contra got fined one time for tweeting out just like we 3-0'd kratos's team it's like oh sweeping up the oh, trash kratos you know? is the perfect character yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he like tweeted out some funny picture and like oh he got fined for it like great you know whatever Jeez. Yeah, yeah, so they crack down on it as well. Yeah, and that's the thing with Gears too is you wonder, like, how do they allow some of the stuff that, that, that these people say? Like, some of the things that are said <laughs> in those broadcasts are actually pretty terrible. But uh, in the end of the day, uh, it would be nice to have a little more of it and, like, and for production to kind of keep tabs on it a little more so they can highlight some of these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, something else I noticed in your your history and your career, and there's some trivia on the Halo Wiki about this as well, is that you've done a lot of jumping around on rosters. Apparently, you've won at least four different events on different teams on Infamous, Warriors, Vasavi, and Denial Esports. Is that true? Yeah, I would say mostly that's because they were over different years. I won my first event in 2011, my second event in 2000, late 2012, and then... 2015, 2016, somewhere right. around there. But they were just so far apart. Uh, I think most of that's uh, due to the fact that, well, I mean, the one event I won in 2012, we didn't have a tournament after that, so that was just a one-off tournament. Yeah. Uh, the one in 2011, I got second place the next event, so it would have been nice to have, you know, back-to-back -back wins. But uh, after after our first event win, we just kind of got complacent and was like, yeah, we, we're a really good team on land. And then uh, some drama happened after that. But, yeah, yeah. normally it's just because uh, it's been so, while, so long before I won my next event. Mm. Is it ever really challenging, like jumping around between different teams and kind of like, do you feel like you're kind of starting over? Was there ever a time where you felt like you really gelled with people and, you know, wanted to stick around longer, stuff like that? I, I, I don't think generally it's uh, about starting over. It's about learning new things when you're okay. joining new players. And that's something that I enjoy. I think that makes me a better player is the fact that I, I've learned so much from teaming with so many different people. Right, right. That's a good point. And uh, I'm sure you'll continue to learn a lot more as we got more we got more <laughs> MCC PC, which is stuff I'm going to fast forward to a little bit uh, soon. But in the present, at least, we've got Halo 3 back on the circuit, right? We've got, and this is where it all began for you as well. You were, you used to be a huge 1v1 kid, apparently, as well. I was looking up some some videos. You were 1v1ing Ninja and, and Sadoth 2. Um, like, do you feel right back, like, back at home with Halo 3? How does it feel playing it? Yeah, absolutely. Halo 3 was my come-up game. It was the game I put the most hours into of all time. Um, to talk about the one v ones, the one v ones with Ninja were like after Halo Three, after Halo Three was done. Oh, it was, okay, okay. It was during Halo Reach. It was really funny actually because uh, they, like, he was just trash talking me for some reason. Also, that was one of my big rivals back in the day, is Ninja. Nice. Um, less lesser known because it was during the Halo Four time span. Right. Um. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun to do. And then the set of two, of course, he was just trash talking, and I thought I'd mess around with him and ended up fifteen knowing him. 
But no, I he never... does that to a lot of people. Yeah, ninja... oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I never really did 1v1s too much, uh, other than the times that there was like prize money involved. I think Dr. Uh -huh. Pepper did a, a 1v1 ladder, and I think I got second, or I think I actually got first in that tournament, made like 1,500 from it. Um, so I, I, like, I'm just like randomly good at the, at the games that I don't practice, the FFAs, the 1v1s. and What? Yeah, I, I don't practice them. Like, <laughs> I kind of like pick up things as I go and I I watch a little bit, but um, I pick up things very, very quickly and I'm able to put my knowledge of the game that I already had because of the time I put into 4v4s and put that into the game. Right. Because the next one, thing. In a phase. Yeah. Because the next thing I was going to talk about is, is how you really stood out in FFA, especially recently. Like in both the Halo World Championship 2018 and UGC St. Louis, you won both of those FFAs. And at St. Louis, I'm pretty sure you had first place like the entire FFA. And there's great players against you. Tony, you can throw up uh, some of the FFA footage as well. And I was wondering, because I, I know that you've got all these tip videos that you do, if you have any uh, tips that you can drop uh, impromptu on, uh, on Heretic uh, FFA for some of our viewers. Yeah, so the biggest thing that I've noticed during my Halo 3 FFA gameplay is that you need to trade a lot more than in normal. Uh, right. If you're in a bad position, you kind of just have to run at them and hope you can trade, Hope you, hopefully you can get the melee. Um, but basically, you don't want to live very long. You want each death, each life to like go by really fast. You get a kill, maybe a second kill, and then you die. You, you respawn, you get in a good position. Rarely do you ever want to go on a killing spree because each kill takes about as long. Like, because if you have to wait for your shields to come back, if you get shot again, like it, it was better off dying and getting your shields back after the five seconds and getting a new spawn and right. getting getting a cleanup across the map because uh, people aren't people don't know exactly where you're at rather than like sitting pink two and waiting for people to come up there and then getting the kills. Right. So that's actually a really interesting strategy, right? So you want to be in as many engagements as possible, just getting in people's faces and hopefully just landing as many trades as you can. And that's something that I saw you did exceptionally well. Like the two shot beatdown with the BR is like the go to. You can't get that. You drop the sticky last second, like uh, especially in these bases here. You had a lot of great plays. And mm -hmm. yeah, man, you, you just managed to, to hold on. How do you, do you get like you, you ever get nervous in these kind of environments? Like it's got to be scary. In FFA. Like, you're you're <laughs> uh, holding on to top plays the entire time. You just lose it one second and then. Yeah, you can crumble. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot of nerves that go into it, but over time, like when you've been in the game as long as I have, you're able to to control them and and use them to help you figure out what you need to do. Um, and especially like whenever I went to my first event, I was so nervous. But once mm -hmm. I got sat into the game, like my nerves didn't go away, but they were useful to because I knew what I needed to do because of the amount of time I put into the game. Right, that's smart. So you're always kind of in the process of learning, even through the nerves. Like there's something yeah. you gain from that experience. So that's uh, that's the like a great mindset to have. I think a lot of people should follow in that mindset. They can improve more quickly as well. Yeah. Um, and I remember in the World Championships, like I could feel my heart beating yeah. while I was playing. Like I can never like I never notice it, but then like the last two minutes of the game, it's so yeah. close. I can just like feel it every time I die. Like I'm getting more and more nervous, but at the same time, I'm able to put that aside and figure out what I need to do. Yeah, to just channel that and just stay focused, get in that flow state. Yeah, man, make it work. Um, so even more recently, you managed to make it out to Gamers for Giving, representing Infinite alongside Scarvane, Piles, and Thuggish Killa, where you landed in top six. But now teams are starting to prepare for the next big event, which is Dallas. So what are you doing right now? Are you are you still on the grind? Are you looking to compete at the next event? Uh, I'm playing Money Eights and taking people's money. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing okay. Pro Eights, and I think I'm 6-0 and in my last six games. So. Nice. That's nice. Uh, but for the most part, I'm just uh, waiting. And I'm not waiting for anything specifically. I just 
uh, the tournament's not for as much money as we thought once thought it was. And mm -hmm. so it's just not worth putting in months and months of time to be good at this game to win a marginal amount of money. Right, right. <clears throat> so like I'd I'd like to, but uh, it just makes more sense for me to focus on other areas of my life. Um, so I think I'm, I might go, I might not go. Uh, it's still up in the air, but uh, I'll figure it out in the coming month or so. Yeah, something to figure out. And you're right, it's it's kind of tough. Like, even looking back on the events that we've had, like, the HTS Invitational was very exclusive, right? And yeah. G4G is a very small event in comparison to some of the bigger ones. So we've had St. Louis and then Dallas, like, is kind of hard to really incentivize, especially for, for somebody like you who's been competing for so long for much bigger prize pools to, to really, you know, continue to put in that energy. But... We are waiting for some big announcements, right? We've got MCC PC that is apparently coming out very soon. We could have flighting for Halo Reach later this month, potentially. Um, so what do you think about this announcement? Like, do you play any PC games yourself? Yeah, I've played PC games all my life, really. Uh, I played StarCraft II back in the day. I was top nice. masters in that. Damn. I beat some pro players sometimes in matchmaking. Okay. That was, yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, I went back and watched that rebroadcast a lot because <laughs> he was streaming at the time, and I thought oh, it was nice. hilarious. Uh, I'm... Uh, I was basically semi-pro at Dota 2. Uh, I was like top 70 ranked in Americas and like in North America for a while, and now I'm top 1,000. So, and I, but I, I didn't like that was like while I was going pro in Halo. So I was just like, I was like, yeah, this is my casual game. I'm gonna get really good at it, but like <laughs> right. I play it for fun. Hey, right. there's a tournament. Let's play it for fun. And it's like, oh shit, I'm actually kind of good. But in order to like be really good at that game, there's so much competition that you have to put in 12-hour days every day, and it's right. just not something that I could do at the time. Of course, like any of the big esports now, too. Yeah. It's just so demanding. Um, but as far as like mouse and keyboard versus controller, like let's say the next the next uh, Halo game when it comes out on PC or not the next game, sorry, MCC on PC, we'll start there. Uh, what if it's cross platform? Like, would you jump over to mouse and keyboard? Would you stick with controller? Do you think gamepad has a chance? Yeah, it's, I think it definitely has a chance now that the buttons are in the back of the controller. You don't really have to take your thumbs off the off the sticks. I think it's uh, it's much more competitive. Uh, the controller versus the mouse, but it's still mouse favored. Will yeah. I be switching? I don't know. You know, uh, my shots never been really good. I mean, on the controller or or on the PC. Uh, yeah. But but I've been having a lot more troubles uh, shooting with the PC. Uh -huh. So, but we'll see. Like whenever the whenever Halo Three came out on the PC for a little bit, um, cough cough. You know, legal stuff, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I used the I used the mouse. It was a lot of fun, but. Uh, I think that the controller is a lot better for movement mm -hmm. than the, the mouse and keyboard, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, especially we'll for classic Halo, right? Because one of the big things about movement with mouse and keyboard versus controller is like mouse and keyboard is you press the button, you go at full speed, you let go of the button, you stop. That's it. Yeah. You know, there's no middle ground. Whereas with controller stick, you just tilt it and you can you can tiptoe or whatever you need to do. And I think that's so important for specific jumps and lining yourself up for certain jumps in certain scenarios. Like you need to be able to have that that slow movement or full movement speed. Yeah, and so. the and the full control over it. Sorry? And the full control over the, your yeah, movement, the, yeah. The full control over it, yeah. And that that's puts you in the best positions on the map and gives you the best advantages so you can land the best shots, too. So uh, I, I'm kind of that one guy. I'm sure there's a couple people that are with me on this that's praying that for once we'll have, like, mouse and keyboard and, and controller actually competitive at the highest level of play in yeah. esports. Like, I think that'd be amazing. If you had the next Halo completely opened up to the entire audience on PC and console, and anybody can just jump in. It doesn't matter what peripheral you have, and you have top-level players on both 
peripherals going back like back and yeah, forth. Yeah, and ahead. and don't get me wrong, like I'm not saying that the the controller will be good for Halo, the Halo Infinite right. or whatever. I think we that the know. mouse and keyboard will have a huge advantage, uh, just because of the shot. Like people are so good at shooting, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like if you've ever watched Shroud play, like he's insane. I know. Um, yeah. And so like I think they'll have an advantage, but I think that. Uh, when the game comes out, especially Halo players from the past will still be using the the controllers and still be better than the people who um, who are using the mouse and keyboard and coming to it for the first time trying to go pro. I think yeah. that they they won't have the experience uh, needed. So I give give a huge edge to the Halo pros. Yeah, uh, yeah. One thing that can't be denied is the skill ceiling is much higher on on mouse yeah. and keyboard. That's that's yeah. totally it. It's just the the full controller, your acceleration, the the fine tuning little flicks and things that you can do. Yeah. You have so much more control of your aimer, and people like Shroud demonstrate that on a regular <laughs> basis. Um, yeah, so for sure, for sure, we'll see stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then following MCCPC is the the big thing that everybody's waiting for is Halo Infinite. And uh, what would you like to see? Like, what are some of the things you'd like to see in Halo Infinite? Um, versus what we've had so far. Oh, I couldn't tell you. It's going to be its own <laughs> game. I, I have yeah. no info on it at, whatsoever. Like, people always say, oh, no sprint, no this, no that. Uh, right, honestly, right. I don't know. Like, it's going to be its own game, and it, it's got to be made its best, the best way it can be, and we can't give an answer to what it, what the best thing would be for that. Right, but you're not really the type of person who's like, it needs to be this way, like Halo needs to be this this specific way. You're kind of just like, you're going to approach it at face value and, and just kind of, you know, figure it out, I guess. Yeah, I, I, me personally, I'm a maps guy. I'm not like a, a okay. mechanics guy. And okay. so the maps just need to be good. And with Halo 5, the maps were awful. Holy shit. <laughs> a couple good so ones bad. and a couple, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, even, can you even say they were good? Like, when you look I at like, Halo- I like Coliseum. It was good. Plaza. And truth, and that's pretty basically. I mean, I I'll disagree I, with you. You, you, you totally <laughs> like, can. You got more think, experience than I do, man. Go I mean, there there were like better maps than other. Like they were better than other maps. Like yeah, sure. you could like point out and say like, oh yeah, Heretic and Coliseum and Plaza were better than some of the other maps. But then you like you can just straight up say that they were all awful, <laughs> and you can leave it at that. So hopefully the next the next maps aren't awful and. The one thing that irked me is like three four three hired that guy that was making maps, uh, the forge maps. I think it was like multi shot or something. Okay. I don't know if you heard about that, but no. he he was always critical of three four three. But then he got hired uh, for I think he got like told he was hired, but then they ended up canceling his contract because they found out that he despised three four three. Like he like oh, said no. negative things about three four three. I thought that was ridiculous. So I just like that only comes into my conversation because i hope the maps are good and yeah. with that happening like are they going to put the the um the company basically like make sure there's no negative news over the fact that it needs to be a good game we don't know we'll see right right interesting yeah what i'm hoping is like even if the the launch maps that they have like obviously we want them to be great but i'm really more so hoping that whatever kind of like forge mode they have is super scalable yeah. and easy to use and doesn't affect the game in any way because i know when you make these big forge maps there's like frame drops and and just like little weird inconsistencies that you don't get on a regular uh you know developer made map so if they can some found like somehow find some way to make forge super easy to build on and beautiful maps that look the same as the other maps and you can just have creators just have content creators making them on a regular basis and trying them out and and we get amazing maps, I think that would be great. So Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, as we'll, long as it's we'll fixable. See. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see is the big answer to all of these questions. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, now, I'm a personal fan here, and I'm sure you got some fans in the chat for this. This is the last question I'm going to ask before we go to the Q&A, but is there any chance you're going to continue the content grind? I, got, I know you got your Ryan Noob review where you would watch like a specific player. It would even be like a fan or it'd be like Penguin or like a pro, and then you would just kind of talk about stuff that you think, uh, like whether it was the right play or the wrong play, macro things, micro things. Uh, ever see yourself going back to that, especially with MCCPC coming out? It's a great question. Uh, honestly, I want to, uh, but it was never very profitable. I mean, I got a decent amount of views, and I don't know if it was something on my end that I wasn't doing right, but I never made a dollar off of any of those videos. Mm. And I was getting like a thousand views on each video. It's like, how am I not making any money? And so I never really looked into it. Um, so it just like, it helped that I had a lot of views, and it helped that a lot of people liked them. But it just like wasn't something that I could just consistently put my time in. I would put other things off because I was like, I'm going to sit stick stick to my schedule and making sure that I am consistent on these. And I, I was for a while and I enjoyed doing it, but uh, over time you just have to put other things first after you don't, you know, everything revolves around money now that I'm married. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure like the responsibilities have just piled up in the past year for you oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. So really trying to prioritize your time and, and do what makes sense. So, so what I'm, what I'm going to like, try to pull from this is that if halo is just completely popping off it's absolutely massive and you've got a, a lovely competitive career that's thriving you can throw up some of your live streams and stuff and, and make yeah. some content on the side it's possible yeah i think i think sense. that if i'm in a good mood going into halo infinite and i'm yeah. not tied down by anything i think i could make some some better videos than i have been making and see if i can make like see if it start if it starts popping off right away and if it like it, it won't be something that a, like Ninja, who who he streamed for what four years with like twenty viewers for like twelve hour days, like every day, it was ridiculous. Wow. And like I really I appreciate him. That. Yeah, no, he had like no viewers for so long. Um, yeah. so I really appreciate his grind, but I couldn't do something like that. Um, right. so if if I end up popping off like right off right off the gate, like maybe I can do something like that. Maybe I can put out good videos. But uh, if it's not something like that, and if I don't enjoy doing it, like there's just a lot of um, a lot of things that go into it that we'll that all I can say is we'll see. <laughs> right, right. It's something we'll that I'm, I'll, I'll look into though. I'll look into it for sure. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so let's get let's get some people in the chat asking questions. Remember, guys, we have our Q and A at the end of show, which is right now. So we're gonna see what people are saying. We've got a couple questions lined up here, but you can keep asking your questions. Tony's in the chat there, keeping track of everything. Um, so we've got since back then, uh, what's what's his favorite Halo game for campaign? campaign oh my god do you play much campaign i've played all the campaigns do i play much campaign uh, <laughs> i it was all like it's it was more more so a competitive thing for each campaign like whenever it came out um but i think odst was probably my favorite honestly okay yeah randomly like i think i had the most i was most interactive into that one like i felt like i was in the game yeah. uh more than the other games and and all the other halos i was just trying to go through it as fast as possible on the hardest difficulty and see right. like like i was challenging myself to get through it more so than i was focusing on the fact that i was it was a story hmm. but you got sucked into to odst and i think yeah. it's also the unique style of the hub yeah. world yeah like, that exactly. was so cool you're just kind of walking around some massive hub world and then you go into like separate sections and memories and stuff like that um yeah so that was a very unique approach mm -hmm. uh we have Paytonic. uh who was ryan's all-time favorite teammate all-time favorite teammate um, so for a while it was legit. I think he was one of the coolest characters nice. that I teamed with. Um, but re more recently it's been Shooter. He's been just a, a solid rock. Uh, one of my favorite players because 
not only did I understand everything that like anything, any disagreements that we, we, I mean, we barely had any disagreements, but anytime that we like brought something up, it was always like us two as a team trying to figure out the best way to present it to our other teammates. Um, we, outside the game, we always played the same types of games. I got into Hearthstone. He was in a Hearthstone. I was in a nice. Counter-Strike. He was in a Counter-Strike, you know? And so I just recently got into him in, and got him into another game. We both just got dogs. Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, it's cute. Yeah, it's just like there's so many things that we just have in common that it's just like he's now now he's surpassed uh, legit as my favorite teammate. Wow, that's awesome, man. Is is he still active though? I haven't seen him play Halo in a little while. Um, he's he he wasn't good at Halo Three, and he didn't want to put the okay. time in. Like he's get, I think he's getting married too. Or okay, okay. I, I say I think because I don't know if he already got married. I don't think he did. True. I think he's getting married soon. He just got a dog. He's got you know friends that he's hanging out on. with more. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of dogs, we yeah. were just talking about that a second ago. You, you said it was a lab and a... a lab and a mastiff. So he's uh, he's getting close to eighty-ish pounds right now, and he's only oh a year God. old. So he's, and he's still he's still expected to grow. Do not knock anything over. <laughs> uh, Seems like a good dog, though. I was telling oh, you, I, yeah. I have to get my dog out of here because she just makes all this noise. And but yeah, hopefully, hopefully he stays good. He's in, he's still in the young, tender age. <laughs> he's a good boy. Um. Next up, we have Mark owns your face. Uh, what gaming monitor is Ryan using? Oh, I'm using the BenQ. I think it's the two four five five RL something. Um, oh, I never know up- that. Yeah, yeah, I never upgraded from it. I I used to use the ViewSonic back in the day, back in like 2009. Um, whenever I first started like taking it seriously, like I got I got the ViewSonic for Christmas one year, and I got a Mixamp and headset for another year. Nice. <laughs> like that was like the only thing that I got for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the BenQ, it's like RL24, whatever. I have it too. It's the yeah. 60 hertz, like standard 24 inch BenQ that's just been like the standard for like the last like yeah. six, seven, eight years or something. Like it's been around yeah. for a while. It was the standard. I think now they're moving on to, to yeah. something else, but I, I, I never paid attention to what they're they're going with now yeah yeah for xbox gaming it's totally fine but i feel like if you guys are buying monitors right now you probably want something with more hertz like that's yeah, scalable yeah. so uh, you could use it yeah. on pc yeah or like future consoles so uh there's that yeah, uh, hopefully we move on to 140 hopefully yeah i don't know i'm just saying maybe yeah. uh, they could do it we'll see. <laughs> we'll see once again yeah uh star 9117 uh was there a particular pro you looked up to or modeled your playstyle on Absolutely. Uh, Walsh was the first pro that nice. I really looked up to. Um, you actually have some parallels in terms of like how you kind of see the game and, yeah. and how he does, I feel. Yeah, and so I think that yeah, he helped create and forge my understanding of like focusing on a team style more than going for every sniper and trying to be the best at you know the game-changing situations. I would try and figure out how to pull apart my opponents and how to out, how how to out mind game them and how to outsmart them and figure right. out what the general play styles of players are and well how do I take that one step further you know and then if people see me it's like well they're expecting me to do it now do I change that up you know yeah so, are you a fan of the insta explode as well uh yeah 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 i mean as much <laughs> as you can be i wasn't i wasn't <laughs> his levels <laughs> I don't. I can't. I seriously can't tell if he memes about it or if he's serious about his love for Insta-splodes. Yeah, it's gotten to the point where it's like basically a meme now. Yeah. But, yeah. but does he know that? I, I don't know. We know, know that. But does he know that? <laughs> he does, he's just leaning into. It. He's like, <laughs> yeah. whatever. I'll, more Insta-splodes, the merrier. You know. Yeah. I can't. Uh, and then we have a terrible username, Fartpoo69. Good. Good work, man. <laughs> what? What's the dog's name? Apollo. 
Apollo, nice. Apollo. Oh, look at him. He's running. He knows his <laughs> Yeah, cute. good boy. Uh, Ray plays 786. Uh, do you think that competitive Halo should be controller only? No, absolutely not. Why not? Absolutely not. I just... It, why would you limit the skill ceiling of a competition just because of the th- way things were? Yeah, yeah. That's definitely fair. I, yeah. I, I'm the kind of person who, like, it's been on controller forever, and people have put so much time and energy into mastering that craft, so it's sad to see that. Like, if, if controller becomes, like, obsolete, let's say, and mouse and keyboard becomes the main way to play, and controller just can't compete, I'm going to shed tears. I'm going to shed a tear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I, I think especially for the first year or two for comp- the, next, the next competitive Halo, um, it, it still will be dominated by controller users. Right. In my in my opinion, I mean, people might like people might be convinced to jump ship, but I think that if if the old Halo, old school Halo, old school Halo players continue to use the controller, they'll still be on top for a while. Right, right. Still some advantages, and and yeah, hopefully that showcases itself, and and we get some some real great controller players. Um, <clears throat> we have uh, Keon. Uh, does any moment beat the feeling of winning game one against Straight Ripping at uh, Columbus 2010? <laughs> Oh goodness! Um, do you know that one? Are no, you, I don't. I should don't know, know that. You I, need, to, you look, need to know that one. I'm a bit of an H5 kid. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I used to watch classic Halo, and I saw like the straight ripping montage, and I used to watch some of the classic MLG stuff, but I, I didn't comprehend it all. Like I didn't. Yeah. I, I would take tabs on like the players in like the main teams, but I, I wasn't like a hugely invested fan at the time, so I missed out on on some yeah. amazing stuff. And I'm learning. You, so you know, Warriors though, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so is that? I think it was that tournament. Okay. Um, is when we beat them game one, and I freaked out, and I, I think that was whenever I yelled Warriors. That was the game that. I, oh that I did. my god! We beat them game one. We got absolutely smashed the next three, like not even <laughs> close. But it was just like that game specifically stood, stands out because like they had it on their uh, straight ripping's team audio, like right before he's like Snipe sounds like I'm not even worried at all. Like this is gonna be so easy. This is gonna be so fun, and then they lose, and we're freaking out. And it's just, oh my god. Oh my there's, god! There's so many like parts of that game. Like the entire time, you just hear me screaming. The like throughout the entire game, you have to, to. see it. Yeah. You have to. That sounds pretty incredible. So you you yeah. just like went all out, and then what's that like? Uh, taunt to get bodied. That's <laughs> basically it. It's a Smash Bros. reference. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it um, seems like a fun yeah. memory. We we ended up getting fit that tournament, beating like winning that crazy eleven game series versus Triggers Down. So damn. Like, I, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the quality. If I go back and watch it, hopefully it's like a good watchable quality. That's the worst thing is it's like yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. so it's uh, like so it, might be for, it might be four eighty, but it, it wasn't good. Yeah. All right, we have Swift Kill in the chat. Uh, what's your favorite nerd jump glitch? Uh, jump glitch in Halo and why? Nerd jump or glitch? Ah, uh, um, I mean, I mean, my fit, my standard favorite has always been the pink door to wing because I, I got really good at it and people would try it and they still weren't able to like jump as well. You know, it's weird. It's like, there's like most people can jump, like they barely get it to where they hit the low part of the wing, but like I can jump up high and like for, for some reason that was always like my standard jump. It wasn't anyone else's jump. Like no people, other people would do it, but they never implemented it into their game as much as I did in the past. So I think that, that one is more so my favorite. Is there something that you're doing to allow you to hit the higher part of the wing rather than the people who are going at the lower part? Yeah, it's it's just something that takes practice, and you have to like hit the lip at the right angle, and right. you have to hit it on the side, and then you have to like it's kind of like a ghost walk jump. I don't know how to explain it, <laughs> but you yeah. like go just a little bit higher so you can hit the top part of the wing, and you know you, 
some people like they in order to jump to top middle after that they have to back up and take a couple seconds and then jump top middle right. um and some people have gotten good at it but they don't implement it into their game as well so right. that's why i like to consider myself good at it right so it's like not even it. just sorry yeah you're good i was ending <laughs> yeah so not even just being able to do the jump but implementing it effectively in your game as well as that's the the biggest thing too yeah uh, and that's where they got me with the jetpack runs back in Halo Reach is, like, other people could do it, sure, but, like, did they do it at the right times? Right, right. Did they do it properly? Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> Cash Money Mike, uh, why do you think we didn't have more Forge maps in the Halo 5 competitive rotation? Huge fan <laughs> and opponent, proponent of Forge. Uh, your thoughts on Forge in general? Forge is a great tool. Uh, unfortunately, some of the frame rates were really bad. Some of the maps were really bad. Um, one of the problems is that we don't have uh, someone circulate, someone who like knows what they're doing that can weed out all the terrible maps and right. help help uh, the competitive community actually play on the good maps. So that was what took so long at the start. Um, and then once we got the good maps, it was like, well, there's frame rate issues on the maps, and it's like, how long right. do we have to like test these maps before we can put them in play? Um, honestly, there was a couple of good maps that I really wanted to put in, but no one wanted to like step out of their comfort zone for maps that were untested and unproven right. uh, to be good. And then we got maps, um, I don't even remember what the oddball map was called that we put in late. Fissure and Eshelon. Fissure, Fissure. Like, we got, like, those maps weren't, like, awful. But they were better than the ones that we had. Um, but there were, like, so much better ones that were created that we just didn't use because people, really? yeah, because we just didn't want to test them. And it what was, was so a better late. one, by the way? Just so I could even... I can't. Do you remember, remember that? You don't remember it's, the names? No, it's way too long ago. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah. I, I think that the biggest issue was that we didn't have someone like in the middle that helped us figure out which one, which maps we should be testing right. that actually understood Halo. Like some people from 343 were like, hey, test these maps. And we're like, absolutely not. We will not test these maps. Like just from looking at them, you could like, tell, like, we're right. not playing this map. <laughs> um, and then sometimes it's like, I would, te I, I would test it, but I don't know how to bring it to everyone else. Like I wasn't like that guy that could. They could organize, you know, teams to actually play on them, uh -huh. uh, and so it was just—it was just a mess. You know, we had some—we had some nice, nice-looking maps that we could have played, but also alongside it were the shitty maps and the oddballs on Eden. That like, why are we playing this? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think mostly it's uh, mostly it's because of that, and then the other part is three, four, three, just not being able to move quickly enough and implementing everything quickly enough. That's that's literally it too. Is it started happening so late? Like we didn't start testing or even trying to implement Forge yeah. maps till like 2018, like mid to late 2018 is when we like really started doing it. I think so. Like yeah, I, yeah, it just started happening too late. If it started happening in 2016, then like you know by the time we get to the end of the series or whatever, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, that's that's one of those unfortunate things. Yeah, it's just um, one of those things that you can say, well, well what, what can we do, right? <laughs> right, and, and that's why I was saying that I really hope that whatever Forge mode they create with the next game is, like, there from the get-go, the get and it's ready to go, and it's scalable. It's very, you know, you can make maps for it. You don't even necessarily... It, it could be so good that you might not even have to focus too much on the developer-made maps because the Forge is just so good. You just have yeah. a bunch of Forge guys making amazing maps, like... so. One can dream, but... One can dream, yeah. But I'm sure that 343... I don't want to say... E word, <laughs> but what? they uh, they might have an ego and not and not oh, let us oh. use not let us use those forge maps because oh the developer maps are good enough for some reason you know we can only have one or two forge maps instead of the entire thing being forge maps because of some arbitrary understanding of 
why they want to do it. I don't know. Oh, interesting. I guess, like, yeah, like if there's like a big graphical difference in some way between Forge and the maps that they spend time creating and they'd want to highlight like those specific maps for newcomers like coming in and watching and, it, but yeah, it may not exactly. necessarily work for competitive play, let's say. Yeah, so like the casual yeah. players can jump into it. It's like we're limiting ourselves on the competitive side because the casual players wouldn't understand it. Like, well, right, right, yeah, right. fine. Like, that's okay. You know, in my in my opinion, like I think that in three four three tried their best to implement the casual players into Halo Five, uh, the competitive side, and they failed miserably. And like, hopefully, going into Halo Infinite, we don't have that issue. Right. Well, I hope so too, man. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Tools with the last question of the night: uh, How does being a part of a new organization or one that does not have as much money compare to going to an event with a more established organization? Uh, does it change your experience at the tournament? Um, generally not. Everything's worked out beforehand, uh, whether it's contracts or just general understandings of what you're going to be getting going into the tournament. And so, like, sometimes these newer orgs come in and they're like, yeah, we have a lot of money that we can throw at you. And so you'll have everything covered. You'll have a salary. You'll have Ubers paid for. You'll have food paid for. Right. And sometimes, like, it's like, hey, we can only pay for this much. I hope you understand. Like, and you're like, yeah, yeah, sure. So it's not really about like the newer or more established or whatever. It's just about knowing what you're going to get going into it. Right, right. <clears throat> In some instances, though, I think at like the top level of play, if you're part of like Optic, let's say, then you get a part, you get invited to like the whole green wall and the fans and everything too. So it's yeah. not even just the money. It's like there's a way bigger audience of people suddenly who who expect you to win or want you to win or whatever it is. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I've that never be been part a, of it. I've never been a, a big part of those. Like I, I've gotten like I think my biggest was Winter Fox and Trifecta. Okay. Um. So like I've never been a part of those orgs. I can't comment on like you know mm -hmm. what it's like to have fans that of the organization come into halo right, it's, right. it's mostly like fans of me and my teams right like bringing them to the organization and cheering on the organization getting them followers yeah in the end of the day the tournament's still the tournament that's not going to change you still yeah. got to bring your a game but yeah. anyway that covers all of our questions uh thank you ryan Noob, so much for joining me where can we follow you and all the social media shout them out i want to see the the youtube in there too yeah <laughs> <laughs> Get the Twitter at RyanNoobHCS. We get the YouTube at uh, Really Good Noob, I think, still and never changed. That. <laughs> yeah. um, that's mostly the two things that I use. I got the Twitch Ryan Noob. So make sure to go follow and subscribe there, even though I don't stream anymore. <laughs> Are you ever going to come back to it? I know. I think you were playing uh, Dodo was like the last thing that you were streaming. So, like, the, I think my capture card isn't 100% right now. Like, sometimes okay. it'll work, sometimes it won't. So I just never bothered trying to figure out what the problem is and what. I need to do to fix right, it if right. I or if I even need to fix it. It might be working right now, but I just <laughs> I don't want to go through it um, for the amount that I'm going to be streaming because I probably play once or twice a week. But sure. so yeah, sometimes I might be like, sometimes I'll get in the mood and be like, yeah, I'm streaming. I'll stream Dota or I'll stream this other game. I might be streaming something else coming up soon. We'll see. All right. All right. Well, it's nice to even just have you on for the hour. We can catch up oh, absolutely. and see what you're doing. And, uh, and hopefully we see a lot more of you with MCC PC, Infinite, a lot of big things to come. And excited to see what the future brings, man. Hopefully, man. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see once again. Thank you so much we'll for joining see. me, man. Thanks for having me on. No problem. That closes tonight's show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. And remember, we had our grassroots giveaway, which has already probably been announced. Tony, you can give me that... Uh, the winner of the grassroots uh, giveaway. Remember, guys, you had to put type exclamation marks grassroots in the chat, and you get the BR skin and the nameplate as well. Some uh, nice little goodies to look forward to. There we have it. We have it. Cider 
is the winner of the uh, the grassroots giveaway. So there you go. Congratulations, dude. Enjoy your BR skin and nameplate. That'll close tonight's show. Remember, guys, you can support us also by buying our merch. This is the merch right here. Some beautiful stuff. Everything that you buy supports UGC and supports me as well. And, of course, as always, I would highly appreciate that. And until we see each other next week, have a good night. I'll see you guys around.